Welcome to the Character Matters Podcast, where key issues are put to the litmus test instead of the mainstream media. Let's get it started with your host, Gregory Trent. Welcome back to the Character Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Gregory Trent. We're continuing a conversation that we had with Pastor Maurice Trent out of the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. We've gotten deep into the current events that are transpiring and we are juxtaposing those against a biblical concept. Is this the idea of preaching a social gospel or should we be holding our politicians, our leaders, our churches and schools to a biblical construct? Pastor Trent left off by telling us that he believed because the president habitually lies, he's putting himself on some shaky footing when standing before the king. We're going to go deep into this conversation where he's talking about the racist tendencies of our president and what that means according to scripture. The Bible says this, that a liar will not tarry in the eyesight of God. It also says that it's better for a man to have a large millstone tied about his neck and to be cast into the deepest of the sea than to harm one of God's little children. With that as perspective, let's go back into this conversation. All right, we're back with uh, our guest, Maurice Trent. We've been talking a little bit about our nation. And if you missed it, uh, go back and listen to it because we were just talking about the racial climate within uh, the modern or the, the, the current administration um, and some of the things in, in the, the culture of, um, uh, of lies that have been perpetrated and then the church that has been complicit. Um, you know, we started off talking about understanding the value of the brother and sister when we started talking about street crime. And I believe that parlays perfectly into um, the same conversation, whether it's talking about racism in the church, or racism in the White House. It's all about devaluing um, the, you know, the, the brother and sister on your left and right that does not look like you. And so when we talk about classism, when we talk about racism, those are some very powerful topics. You know, l- let me ask you this, because we talked a little bit about racism, race baiting, and it- it's very difficult for some uh, Christians uh, to understand what is the proper place in, uh, as they would call it, politics for um, a believer. So when you look at someone who attends church, then you see that they're getting involved in you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter or marching because of police brutality or getting involved in some of the other social efforts, um, they're often tagged in evangelical circles as being involved in a, a, a social gospel or being, you know, distracted from the true purpose of the church. Uh, tell me, what are your thoughts around that? Well, you know, if, if I can, I, I, I'd like to quote the Word of God, mm. and then I'll, and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll kind of respond from there. But this is in James, the second chapter and the first verse, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation because, you know, the, the thing is, what we're dealing with today 
is nothing new. Right. They were they were dealing with this over two thousand years ago, and they're still dealing with it right now. And so, listen to this. It says, "My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you have favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes who is." poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Mm. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Are they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't the rich who oppress you and drag you in the court? Aren't they the ones that slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law that's found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For the person who keeps all the laws except one is guilty as the person who was broken all of the laws of God. Mm. So here this, this deals with people who want to treat the rich one way. Mm-hmm. and the poor another way. But they don't understand that every injustice that has ever happened since the creation of this world, God has risen up a man of God to deal with that sin. Mm. See, the church has to realize that sin cannot be politicized. Right. Because you cannot legislate sin. Mm. Sin can only be dealt with by the men in God that God has called. And he called us to open our mouth and to raise up our voices because the only way that sin can be eradicated is if it's exposed. Right. And and so to see one who has, and I, I'm going to give you a for instance, to see, and I know this is a hot button, but to see a police officer who shoots and kills an unarmed black man. Yes, yes. And says that it's in the line of duty because I fear for my life as that black man was running away from me. That is an injustice. Right. That is something that we cannot stand quietly and allow just to happen. Mm. You know, the, the funny thing is, when you ignore something that is in somebody else's yard, yeah. it's amazing how it ends up on your front porch. <laughs> I, I, 
let, let, let me let me tell you something. And you know, and I'm gonna say this, but but I want people to understand this. I love my white brothers and sisters. Right. And I'm not I'm not gonna do like some people. Some of my best friends. I, I, I'm, this is not a cliche. Right. I, I have white people who fight right beside me. Yes. But unfortunately, not many of them are in the church. I have some brother, white brothers and sisters, but not many of them are in the church. Wow. But, but, but what I'm trying to say here is wrong is wrong and right is right. I've had white people who try to tell me that a, a little 12-year-old black boy who was playing with a gun in Cleveland, Ohio, in a park toy gun. by himself. Yes. Excuse me? A toy gun at that, right? A toy gun by himself. Mm. And a police officer drives up after a phone call from another Caucasian, talk about the boy got a gun, pulls up, and within, and they counted, within two seconds, the car hadn't even stopped yet. That's correct. Within two seconds of arriving on the scene, he shoots his weapon and kills that little black boy. Hmm. And I had them tell me that I was justified. Woo. Now, for you to look at that and say it's justified, it talks about how you value right. a black person. Absolutely. Because if that young boy would have been white, right, they would have been talking about stringing those officers up. Wow. So and so, so the 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 problem isn't about social gospel. Mm -hmm. The problem is we don't understand that we are here to do God's bidding. Mm -hmm. Would God be silent? Wow. That's the question. Right. Would God be silent with the injustices that happen here in the United States that the church is turning a blind eye to? Be the the in, in politics, you can't even say in politics that we are for the poor. They'll either say middle class or one percenters, but they mm -hmm. won't even say the word poor. Right. Because if they do, then you have people who get upset and will say, well, I'm not giving my dollars to them. They need to go and get them a job. But yet these same people won't get them a job. Wow. So this, I mean, when you look at what happened, let's go back to Tamir Rice for a minute. I know you, you touched on um, one of many issues. I mean, you had one in Pittsburgh just recently where young man's riding away. He was shot in the back. We know there was a police officer just recently held accountable and sent to jail for shooting another unarmed black man who was running away. And we saw him drop a weapon of sorts uh, on video, um, which I think was mm -hmm. probably linchpin and, and putting him in jail uh, because you saw him plant, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all, all, all of this. Mm -hmm. um, these are real people, you know, these are real people. And the standard by which we should judge these situations 
I think that's one of the big problems. You know, you keep referring back to the word of God and the Bible, when mm-hmm. the Bible, which our, our, um, our judicial system is built off of, when you look at the Bible as a standard, it causes you to value the poor like you do the rich. You just cover that one. So for Christians mm-hmm. ha- to have a difficulty understanding where injustice happens, and, and you know the 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 the, the visual for judges uh, justice is a scale, right? It's that that scale of justice. So when that thing is unequal, unequal, one side is higher than the other. Why is it that that Christians and evangelicals are having a hard time seeing where there is injustice? It 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 comes back to color. This 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 world is divided on racial lines. I'll I'll give you for instance. I was I was reading an article today. Four white women, one was a principal and the other three were teachers. They took a picture of themselves holding a noose. Because of it, they got suspended. And so it was on Twitter, and they they tweeted it out. A Caucasian, young Caucasian woman asked a question. How come when black people see a noose that they automatically think that it's about them? Hmm. The ignorance of that question is unbelievable and and i use the word empathy people don't know how to empathize with others black men and black women in this country have been hung from trees by a noose. Young black boys hung from a tree. It has always been a symbol of hate. Right. And you have to ask why a black person who sees a noose think it's about them? Right. See, either you don't know or you don't want to know. Right. Absolutely. But neither neither one of excuses. And so we have to go back and we have to hold the schools accountable. Right. To start teaching the truth about our history here in America so that people can be better people. Right. When we understand our mistakes, let, 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 let me let me give you this this real life story. I was my my mentor, uh, my old mentor. He, he's a white gentleman um, from Texas, and he had a a pastors conference. And in his pastors conference, it was probably maybe uh, maybe thirty. African Americans and 
and maybe about 80 uh, Caucasian pastors. And, and, and he was talking about how, you know, the white man has committed such atrocities against African-Americans and how the church needed to repent for it. Did you hear what I said? Right. The church needed to repent for it because the church is the example for society. Yes. And, and so he said, I want every white guy to stand up right now, and I want you to go to a black brother, and I want you to hug him and ask him for forgiveness. And as I sat there, I watched probably about 45 to 50 of the 80 get up and do what he said. And I watched the others sit there with their arms crossed and faces red as fire as to say, how dare you? And so when, when, when the church cannot recognize that they have real problems with racism, then they cannot make an impact in society. Well, they first must judge themselves before they get started affecting change in society. So, so I, listen, I, 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 and I, I spend some time on social media and, and reading articles and what have you, and you know, I hear from our, our white brothers and sisters that they're tired of being told to apologize that they didn't do anything wrong, that slavery was hundreds of years ago, and they're not supposed to be made to feel bad. That is a Democrat ploy in order to get votes. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, if you truly believe that, then give up your white privilege. Because you've been benefiting off of the years of your great-grandfather and great-great-grandfather. You've been benefiting off of that. How, how are they benefiting? And so because of the color of their skin, they're able to get the best education. They can walk into a, a place of employment. And they can get a job based off of their education and don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get turned down because of the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. They can walk into a car dealership and get service right away. And they can get a car and they won't even be told what type of car they can get. I bet you they don't even know that happens. They're not told what kind of car they can get. They can choose any kind of car they want to based off their credit. They don't understand that a black man, it don't matter what kind of credit you got, they're still going to judge you. When I went to get a house, I was lied to and told that I only qualified for a $45,000 house because I was trying to buy it in a white neighborhood, and and I was ignorant because it was my first time buying a house, and I didn't realize that I was being lied to, and it took for another African-American real estate agent that I talked to to say, wait a minute, what, what you're making, that's not right, and took me to somebody else, and then come to find out that 
I qualified for eight times the amount that I was lied to. So they don't realize just the fact that they have white skin opens doors that others cannot walk through. You know, they don't have to worry about a white man doesn't have to worry about getting on an elevator and, and a woman scrouches in the corner and holds her purse because she's afraid that she's going to be robbed. A white man doesn't have to worry about walking down the street and a white woman walks across the other side of the street because she feels uncomfortable. My brother, there is white privilege. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, when you said that they don't have to worry about, they can walk into a, a, a job, take the interview, based on their education and history, they can get that job without fear of being turned down because of the color of their skin. And as African-American, I'm always conscious of whether or not I will be turned down because of the color of my skin. Now, some people would say, oh, you're hypersensitive. Well, if you have hypersensitivity, usually, usually there's something that causes hypersensitivity. And so when you look back, when you've been denied service, when you've been told to use the bathroom out back, when you've been denied jobs, when you've been on the same jobs with your white brothers, and only to come to find out that they're being paid three times as much as you are because of the color of your skin, and the boss tells you, if you don't like it, you could leave, you know, those kind of things are, are the predispositions to why people feel the way they do. Uh, so there is so much, and I, I, I think there is a certain amount of willful ignorance, you know, with some of our white brothers and sisters. I, I also think there may be some that because, you talk about people who practice classes, so they're always around people who are like them. And I think there are some people just by, you know, sheer geography, you know, they're, they're always around people like them. So, so their peripheral vision doesn't go that far. They truly don't understand the experience and that adds to the ignorance. Would you agree with that? Well, ab absolutely. There are, there are people. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have some friends who, who don't even know that they have prejudices in them. Yeah. And, and I'm talking close friends. Yeah. And, and they don't even know because of the fact that they've been around their own kind for so long that it's just a way of life. Right. I, 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 please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that most white people are menace. I'm saying that because they live in a bubble all their life, mm -hmm. that they do not understand what's going on in this world. It, 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 it really shows ignorance when you hear people, and, and this burns me up more than anything, when I hear people say, them Mexicans need to learn how to speak English. Mm. They want to live here in our country. Well, are you that ignorant? Right. If you go to their country, you won't know how to speak their language. Right. That's if what you I go say. to France, you can't. You don't know French. Yes. If you go to Germany, 
you you don't know German. Right. And and so so how how callous can you be? Yes. When you don't understand that the only place that you're not a foreigner is here in the United States of America. Any other place you go, yes. you're a foreigner. Yes. And the Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. you know. And so when it comes to hating other races, you know, 1 John 2 and 9 says this, whosoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Yes. I mean, they're still in darkness. Absolutely. I don't care how much you sing the praises of the Lord. I don't care how much you speak in tongues. I'm here to tell you. And can I say something, brother? Go ahead. I don't know if they know this or not, but there is no such thing as a blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. <laughs> it, 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 it was created by Hollywood. Hollywood. Yes. It, that, that Jesus does not exist right we when we put a color on jesus we have cheapened yes him yes the bible says that he is spirit mm. and those that worship him must worship him in spirit of the truth yes dna is spirit the bible says that god prepared a body mm. for him to come here in yes prepare the body <laughs> So that is not who he is. Right. It, that's just a body that he came down in to do the work. But his DNA is spirit. Come on now. <laughs> and so when we understand that, then we'll be able to understand that heaven yes. is not white. Yes. The angels are not white. Heaven is going to be filled with everyone that is spirit mm. and there will not be no white section right and no black section right and section right they're only going to be the people of god and if you have that in your heart and i don't care what color you are if you have that in your heart you will not make it in wow period wow you know I, I, I can imagine, you know, and I'm hearing uh, in my head what many might say. And they say, you know, when you talk this much about race and racism, then you must be a racist. And you must have, you know, racism in your heart against white people. And but I think truly the temperature of racism exists in the silence. And what I mean by that is when we see the growing hate in our nation and we see the growing disparity and we see the historical disparity in our nation i mean it's very very clear you, you don't have to look that hard and yet it remains silent i think the silence even if by complicity is uh, a sin of racism and and we've got to address this and as you did address it biblically um, let, let me hit one more thing because I, I want to make sure that we're, we're ad addressing this very, very clearly. Um, so, cause it, you know, <laughs> we've, we've, we've covered a lot of racism in the, the quote unquote white church. And I know 
you know, we don't subscribe to white church, black church, but for the sake of this discussion and the reality of the segregation uh, that Martin Luther King uh, so eloquently stated is the most, um, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in America. And, you know, when he was talking about that too, a lot of people don't realize when they're going to Florida, it was because the church had called in the state troopers because blacks had planned to come take communion. And so they called in the state troopers to stop them from coming to church to take communion because they were black. So, but I digress. So that being said, what is, if we look at the black church, you know, are, are we seething with racism in, in the black churches as well? And there's, is there work to do there as well? And so let me let me say this: there there are some black churches who used who who are the way I used to be, mm. and and let me explain this. Gr growing up, and you know how we grew up: we grew up in an all white neighborhood, went to all white schools, went yep. to all white churches. Yep. And 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 I was mistreated. And should I say we were mistreated? And as a young man, I harbored that. Mm. I, I harbored it in my heart. And 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 I and and I was guilty of doing what 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 some white people do today. And and that is, I clump all white people together. Yes. That's this week's episode of the Character Matters Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode with your host, Gregory Trent. Thank you for listening.